All the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind. Good evening. This is Andrew Putters. 2023 is here. This is the Turn Golf Podcast brought to you by Rotoballer.com. Very excited to get the 2023 season over. My video, is I've been told, is not going to be good because we had some hurricanes come through. It went from last week, it was negative 20. It was 7 degrees three days ago. That just means tornado season in Tennessee. That's okay, though. I got my foot joy shirt on. Um, I've got some friends with me that want to catch in. Let's start out with uh, my man Joe Nicely talking about rotoballer.com in 2023. Joe, there you hey, go. Buddy. You got the stage, buddy. You got the stage. What's up, buddy? What's up? Glad to be back. 2023, here we come. We got a new and improved uh, high-tech setup over here, so uh, we're, we're ready to roll, man. Ready to roll. Uh, great to be with y'all. Thanks for turning in, uh, tuning in to the Turn Fancy Golf Podcast. Uh, we're really excited to be with you. Excited to talk some golf tonight. Excited to talk golf throughout the year. Um, and, and as we get the year kicked off, I want to encourage you to go over to rotoballer.com. We have tried our best during the, the brief off season to beef up uh, our premium off premium offerings. We still got a ton of great free content over there. So we definitely want to encourage you to check that out. Um, see what we're all about before signing up if, if you feel the need. But uh, I can promise you it's one of the best deals that you'll find uh, around the golf industry. We got one and done picks, DFS stuff every week, ownership projection. Uh, my man Byron, we're going to talk to him in just a minute. We got his stat buffet over there. Uh, Spencer Aguiar, one of the most consistent, proven, documented winners in the industry. Uh, we got a VIP package you can sign up for for him. Uh, Offerings start out at 99 bucks a year and go up to 199. We've got a gold, platinum, uh, and Spencer's tee off package. So head over to rotoballer.com. Uh, you can use our promo code TURN and get 10% off those already great prices. You get a whole year with that. Um, so we really hope you'll check that out before the golf season starts. Joe, I appreciate it. Let's bring in the whole package here. I got my man, the model maniac, with along with Joe. And, you know, I almost, uh, you know, forgot, you know, we stepped away a little bit in the fall, uh, you know, not to, sh um, you know, to turn a blind eye to what happened last night in the football game. But we, Joe, Joe was dealing with a little bit of illness, too. Uh, we got all the arteries pumping tonight. We're ready for 2023. Right, baby. Um, um, new and improved Joe nicely here in the flesh. Byron, Model Maniac, he's already been busting out all kinds of content for the 2023 season. That's why we're excited to get it today. You see, I got a little suntan this week, guys. Played golf January 1st. Uh, did not play great. Shot about 83, uh, but that's okay. Uh, hit it in the woods on the first shot. Um, standard. Byron, how, how you been, man? I mean, I know uh, it's probably, what, about six degrees where you're at? It's cold but not cold enough for me to not have the plumber out yet. Cause stuff is stuff's going on in my house and it's been, it's been one of those days, but we getting our stuff figured out. I'm happy to be here. I'm a little sad. I never got my own stage, but that's okay. I'll, I'll work on it for my next show that I'm on here with you boys. And, um, it's been a good, good day, you know, looking forward to just wrapping out my day with my two buddies from Rotoballer and chatting some golf, hearing some some more stories about putters in the woods. One of my favorite things to listen to. And um, just, you know, wind down our Tuesday and let the people give them what they want. So it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's I can't go much further without stating a few things. Number one is, you know, like I said, I set my alarm for 12.45 a.m. to get ready for this podcast today. I've been working tirelessly to set these graphics up for us tonight. Uh and uh, I am the man that ne never sleeps. I proved it uh, time and time again with my my uh, my bracelet I wear that tracks all that. But um, I think uh, we'd be remiss to say that my team is by far the most dominant football team on, that's represented in this podcast tonight. The Detroit Lions threw <laughs> suds to the Jets, and the Falcons can't even line up if if uh, the Tennessee wide receiver slash running back isn't playing. So. Uh, 
What's happened with your Jets, man? We got we're full. Uh, oh, this we, is a fantasy locker room up there. I'm not. I'm not talking about my team. <laughs> I was talking about them when we were winning, and we got two of the best cornerbacks in the league, and apparently we still can't stop the run with two guys just living on on other people's islands. But uh, I've I have we've lost two playoff games now in a row. You know, we lost the Jacksonville game on Thursday, scored like zero points as well, and then. Sunday was just I had Garrett Wilson and Mike White stacked in my two fantasy lineups for the championship and needless to say I'm I'm out so not looking good on all fronts football wise so looking forward to a good golf season that's where I, I tend to shine football breaks your heart you know golf you can at least pick random people and and dive with them as they go the Jets are not good well I I fully expect for uh the Detroit Lions, to, one of two things is going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to break our hearts in the last second drive on an incredible, stupid play that he hasn't done anything all year. Or we'll dominate him. Seattle beat the Rams. It's one of the, that's, that's the two things I see, which is kind of a weird predicament because Detroit has the Rams' first round draft pick at the same time. So, uh, you know, I mean, if we can sneak in that top three, we could possibly get Carter or Bryce Young. So I'm pretty excited. So anyway. Let's get on to golf. That's why we're here. That's why we came here. Uh, Joe, appreciate you uh, bringing out the rotoballer.com stuff. So let's just talk first. Um, I don't even know. I've worked so hard on these graphics. I don't even know who's playing this tournament. Uh, um, I don't know what the name is. I, I, is it the six, graphics six? look great, AP. Graphics <laughs> look great, up, buddy. buddy. <laughs> hey, to be, to, now to be fair, guys, this is uh, – um, to be fair, this is uh, our, our podcast is all about the first look at this at this at the slate, right? So I, I think I'm okay that I haven't looked yet. Um, now, in saying that, uh, I mean, it's, was it still the Century? Century. What's, what's, the, what's the name of the place? POC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tournament of yet. almost tournament of almost champions. This yeah. week. Hey, hey, we we've okay. We're in Hawaii. Let's just set the stage. We're in Hawaii. There's 39 participants. The 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 king, the five foot six king is REWD. Um <laughs> there's been many disqualifications, many add-ins later on, rule changes and whatnot, but the PGA tour season starts January 5th at 2 30 Eastern Standard Time. So, guys, uh, what do we know about this golf course uh, besides the fact that it, Kapalua is, like, built in 1953, par 73. They usually shoot, like, a million under. Um, you can hit the driver literally everywhere. The wind always blows a ton. I think it was about six or eight years ago, wasn't it, whenever they called off the first round, um, which I had a huge bet on. Oh, um, oh, it's probably uh, on Bubba Watson. No, I had a huge bet on the, my boy from Auburn. He was like four under, and he had an eight shot lead. Uh, what's the dude from Auburn that, uh, who's terrible now? Hits it great. You know what I'm talking about? He got one major championship. PJ lost the PJ oh, to Keegan Bradley. The yeah, Duff Daddy. Duffner was like four <laughs> under, had an eight shot lead, and I had a huge, a huge, uh, uh, uh bullet on him, and, and it didn't work out for me. They end up I can't calling believe he's not playing this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just barely missed out on the qualification. So, uh, what is this thing like? 7,500 yards? How far is this thing? It's just shy of 76, I think. Yes. I mean, I mean, what wins this thing? Like 25 under? 30 under? Well, I think. yeah, 30, 30. 34 under last year. AP yeah. Cam Smith shot <clears throat> 34 under, I believe. Uh, that, John Ron came in cup. second at 30. 33 under so it's it's uh it can get nuts it was really uh really soft last year i don't think we'll see it quite get there this year but yeah these these guys are gonna go nuts man they'll lock this place up so like i said 39 players um which is usually is a pretty standard size field however we had to remove about six or eight and then add in six or eight to get to this number uh, cause, uh, some rule changes. If you finish in the top 30 in the FedEx cup, 
um, with an automatic. And then there's some kind of world ranking automatic bid too, I believe. Um, but saying that to say this, no cut event, four rounds, par 73. You can hit the driver anywhere. That And like you said, the 36 under, that was Cam Smith before Scam Smith. Uh, so that's whenever he was using the cheat code. Um, let's just dive into the slate. There's not much to talk about, so we'll just kind of glaze over it, and then we'll talk about some uh, some um, yearly stuff that we're looking at. Um, we're going to use the DraftKings pricing, which we usually use on this show. I've got it scrolling here on the bottom of the screen. Like I said, been working tirelessly through the night in the salt mine to give you, this, give you these graphics. Um, Abs- absolutely beautiful. So, guys, start at the top. I mean – I really think the cutoff here that we can start um, talking about people is um, 95 and above. So 10-3 to 9-5, you got Scotty, Rom, JT, Cantlay, Xander. Um, I've got my thoughts here, but these this is uh, this is um, these are lottery picks here, wouldn't you say? On this on this golf course, these guys that can go low no matter how long the golf course is. Um, so out of those one, two, three, four, five, I mean, Xander's probably the less, you know, other than the gold medal deal or whatever. Um, but still he can go low on any course. He makes, he does a big, uh, the big fantasy guy. So where are we at on the, these, these guys where you, who at Joe? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the cream of the cop, man. Um, the, these guys are heavy favorites and. You know, they, they should be. Uh, when you start looking at who's won here, um, obviously, you know, this is a this is an event that just has winners from the previous year. So um, we're going to see a lot of elite guys, but it's it's kind of the cream of the crop that win here. Um, you can toss out Harris English from a couple of years ago when you got Cam Smith, JT, Xander, DJ, uh, just over the last five years. So, you know, normally, uh, if kind of the trend holds, we're going to see a, a big-time player uh, take advantage of this golf course and win. That's why you'll see a lot of these guys garnering a lot of ownership this week. Um, and especially with it being a no cut event, you can be really aggressive with your, with your lineup construction. So I think, I think John Rahm's going to be extremely popular. Justin Thomas is going to be extremely popular. Um, they're probably going to be the two, uh, two guys up here that are towards the top of the whole entire pricing scale and ownership. So you'll see a lot of people who are wrong. Uh, who came in second here last year, shot 33 under. Um, something not a lot of people are talking about. Won a couple times uh, internationally down the stretch last year, and and I feel like that's going to give him a lot of positive momentum. Didn't have the greatest year by his standards last year. Uh, won in Mexico on the PGA Tour, uh, but then he did win the, uh, the Spanish Open and won over at the uh, DP World Tour Championship to close out 2022. So he's coming in with some positive momentum. Got a couple of runner at finishes on his resume here. He's going to play really well. JT's a two-time winner here. Uh, we know what he's capable of when it comes to making birdies. And, and I don't know about Byron, but that's something I'm really weighing heavily this week. Just looking at guys that can go super low. That'll be needed on this golf course if they have a chance to win. Cantley's played well here. Xander's a former winner. Um, so we got some course history beasts and some really talented players up here. What's your thoughts, yeah. Byron, on on this as well? No, I totally agree with Joe on all of that stuff he just said about <clears throat> John Rahm being a great, you know, fit for this course, especially with his course history and recent form. As always, you know, you got to have a reason. You can't pick all five of these guys and play them. You have to pick between the, the five of them. And for me, John Rahm, I think I'm really interested to see again how his wedges do. I think that's my thing about him is if we're going to go to a course where I think like a third of the shots are coming from like that wedge proximity number from about 75 to 150 yards. He's not the best from there. And you're going to have to be good from there if you're going to make birdies. And his putter's been cooking, but I don't know how, you know, that can change from week to week. And he's been, every time you see him on TV, he's just holding a long putt. So I'm out on John Rahm. I think he's going to be the most popular play, maybe, on the slate. And in order to win this thing, you're going to have to get different somehow. And I don't know what else to do because, like you said, this is a, a lottery and anyone can win this thing, but you're going to have to nail the guy at the top. And if 40% of the field's got John Rahm or 35% of the field is John Rahm, I'm out of it and I'm, I'm going to go to Scotty. I just think 
at some point that putter's got to click. He's been he's been hitting the golf ball at the same level as that five foot six um, Irishman that you mentioned there earlier, AP, and he's been doing all that just fine. The putter has just been a problem, and I think with some time off, maybe that's a bit of a reset. The guy's too good to putt that badly for that long. I think he's going to bounce back soon, and I want to be on him when he does. So he's easily my favorite player in the top range. And then JT just makes so many birdies on this golf course. And I think he's finished top five in four of his last five starts at this course. So, so hard to, to not play him either. So I think those are going to be my two guys I like the most at the top there. Yeah, um, I, you know, to, like you said, you just got to find the guy at the right – place at the right time this week because uh, it's going to be a birdie fest. It's kind of like the – this is to me is like a, the the Friday group at noon that goes off at your local club or local muni where everybody puts in the 40 bucks and you got the A player, B player. These are your, four, these are your captains, right? These are the guys that are going to go out and you're going to see multiples low 60s shot from this group. And uh, uh, my, my only really fallback from the Scheffler look is that – seems that he plays him and Xander both play the harder courses extremely well like but I, I know that's not really a knock because this is easy but I would think they have more of an advantage there you know J, JT's more of the ball striker style uh, Cantlay usually picks apart the weaker fields and 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 when the putter gets hot and then John Rahm is a beast but it seems to only win on the events that don't matter except for the few majors but um you know I, I don't i really wouldn't even know where to go here i think i honestly think you could kind of pull it out of a hat or come up with come up like what you said uh byron just come up with a storyline that you think is going to be right and pick it and go and just if you don't get it right you don't get it right yeah. so um uh yeah byron byron and i were talking uh while you're getting everything set up ap and uh, you know with the 39 man field this week where we are going to have some concentrated ownership um, I think it's a very reasonable strategy to just uh, kind of kind of look at ownership and let that dictate where you go. Um, you know, a lot not a lot of people are going to play Patrick Cantlay up here, um, and Cantlay's played really well at this golf course. Got two top fives in his last three trips here. We know we can get hot with the putter. We know we can win golf tournaments. Um, so you know, if you're if you want to go a little bit against the grain and and kind of fade what's going to be a lot of top heavy bills. Um, I think you can give Patrick Cantlay a look up here if you're trying to do something different with your bills and want to start your lineup out in a little bit different way. Yeah, I got you. Well, I love I'll, Patrick Cantlay as well. Byron, I'll switch over to you here. Um, yeah. Let's go on down. Uh, Morikawa, Finau, Fitzpatrick, um, Zalatoris, Cam Young. I mean, this is a, this is a pretty stacked group here. So I'll stop there. Well, no, actually, I'm going to say Finau, Morikawa, Patrick, Zalatoris. That's the next group. Four players. Uh, I know it's kind of a small there, but if you had to pick one, uh, you know, Zalatoris, was he, is he healthy? Is he not? Tony Finau has got a brand-new swing. Looks like Jim – it looks like a six-foot-eight Jim yeah. Furyk out there hitting off the <laughs> high of the hill. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's win more than we've ever won in our lives, and let's, uh, let's make some changes in the offseason. Always works out great. Um, everybody that's ever ever done that in the history of the sport has improved dramatically uh, when they're when they're playing great and change their swing. We've seen Tiger do it, Jordan Spieth do it. A lot of success there. So good call by whoever's <laughs> whoever's guiding Tony. I know, and it looks like he's popping a squat now while he's teeing off. It's just he's his whole thing's gone rogue on him. But we'll see. You know, that's the best part about these off seasons. It provides us with a bit of a a mixed bag once we get back i'm kind of speaking about ownership and things like that i think will zelatoris is going to be one of the lowest owned guys in the top above 8k range and it's got to do with his injury it's got to do with the fact that you got to get to 30 under par which i don't think he's typically very good at but he's still very goddamn good at golf so i'm if he's going to be 10 15 less than a lot of these guys up here i'll i'll play him you know i think this week is not about the golf it's about who you're playing and how you're playing them and i'm down he's ranked 30 my model i don't know what the model likes about him just i guess he's going to ball strike this golf course to pieces so love myself some will sell well i'm before i even get to joe here on this i mean i'm 
I'm Finau or bust on this course. Hit the driver anywhere. He's going to be on every par five and two putting, which I mean, we could probably say that about Fitzpatrick too. Uh, he's a, he's a bomber now uh, since he's uh, been popping out them push-ups. Uh, so, uh, Joe, where are you at on these four guys? Um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting range. Um, like Byron said, Will Zalatoris is probably going to be your own shit play here. Um, we know that you know we we prefer him on U.S. Open top, um, you know, major championship top tracks. Um, we know how excellent he is from tee to green. Um, birdie fest aren't really his jam, so that's that's kind of why you're going to see him with lower ownership, and he's coming off the back injury uh, and a layoff in the fall. So um, he, he's unique leverage in GPPs going to Zalatoris. I'm really intrigued with Colin Morikawa. Um, he didn't have the top of year last year that that I think probably we thought he was going to have. That I certainly that I thought he was going to have. Um, first time since he turned pro that he didn't have a win in a calendar year. Um, but the guy's still really, really good. Still a tremendous ball striker, um, and he's played well on this golf course. Um, he's he's played it three times. Played the century t- three times. Uh, has never finished worse than, worse than tied for seventh. Um, so we know that he he can fit on this golf course. Uh, the question is, can he make putts? And, and Morikawa is one of those guys, if if we can catch a hot putter week, and I know that's a big if with Colin Morikawa, um, but if we can catch an outlier week uh, where he gains strokes putting, he can win. I mean, it's proven. He wins golf tournaments. Um, there, there's been eight measured starts of his throughout his career where he's gained more than three strokes putting. Over those eight, he has three wins, four runner-ups, and a seventh. So if, if Colin Morikawa has a hot putter, He's got a really good chance of winning a golf tournament. Um, I think he's going to be pretty contrarian up here, so I'm really intrigued with Morikawa this week. I I like it, Joe. We've talked about, I don't know how many times, if Morikawa is 20-1, to 1, he's automatic. I was trying to pull up how many tournaments he's played in and how many he's won, but we, we said forever, I, I think – I think all but one of his wins, he's been at plus. He's been over twenty to one to win because we've kind of talked about that for the whole time, his whole career. Twenty, twenty, and twenty to one or over, always play more cow to win. And he's eighteen to one this week, and that's the current number on Fanduel. Um, and there's only thirty nine people in the field, so uh, that number's not terrible, but. We're going to have some issues with the win. Who knows there? Um, like I said, Finau or bust for me. Let's move on to the next path here. And this might actually be – I could see starting all these guys in a lineup and being okay. Cam Young, Tom Kim, Max Homa, Vic Hovland, Sam Burns. You could start all those guys. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like the top five, right? Yeah. I mean, like how can we go wrong here? Uh, I know there might be some course history dispersion in the in the group here, but I mean, can you can you can you dislike anybody in that group, Joe? Uh, with you first. Yeah, a lot of guys making their uh, tournament debut here. This this course hasn't been very kind to guys making their tournament debut. I think it's been fifteen or sixteen years uh since a player that was making his uh debut at Kapalua actually won this event so those guys kind of got that going against them uh and, and Cameron Young and Tom Kim both making their first starts um but obviously they're very talented players um look look like the future of golf last year uh Max Homa we, we saw him kind of raise his level of play up he's back here again uh hasn't played great had a t15 last year though um, and Vic Hovland, his his track record here looks bad on paper, a T30 and a T31. Um, but he seems to be a different player. Uh, coming off a win at the Hero, we've seen him play well, kind of in these these tropical-type environments where there's not a lot of pressure. Um, of course, the worry with him is, is can he make enough birdies? Um, I believe the answer is yes. I think you can give Vic a look. Um, but, yeah, man, any of these guys, I'm really intrigued by Cameron Young and, and his distance off the tee and his ball striking. Um, here this week so if i had to pick one i'd probably go cameron young um even though it feels like a little bit of a roll of the dice with him making his debut here no i i love it i love this range i was just checking now i think if you take those five guys you can spend seven grand and then you've got a full lineup so 
love love this range but in particular i love max victor and sam what i love about sam he is electric on bermuda the last 50 events on bermuda he's leading the field in strokes game putting victor hovland is also incredible on the putting surface and when it comes to this golf course i think i saw that 50 percent of birdies are made from inside five feet so these guys aren't making these massive long putts they are hitting it tight a lot of these holes are going to be short they're going to be hitting these wedges tight victor is second in proximity numbers from all those ranges if you combine them together so he's also third and fourth inside 15 and five feet so he's putting his irons are amazing He's around the green fumbles aren't going to be a thing here because they're hitting 85% of the greens. I love Victor. I, I think he's one of my favorite players in this range. Him, Sam Burns, and Max Homer. In particular, Max Homer doesn't make as many birdies as normally people do, but he dominates par fives. And there's four of them on this golf course, and I think he's going to do well on them. I think you know a few of the par fours are kind of like par fives because you're going to be hitting a long drive into it and then having to scramble up and down for a birdie kind of thing. Lots of interesting concepts to go through, yeah, and I think these guys are going to go underlooked. So, love all three of those dudes outside of, you know, Cam Young and Tom Kim, who are polarizing players that I think I'm going to be off of this week, even though I like them. Yeah, I, I, when I, I watched Young and Homa play quite a bit at the um, year-end tournament down in Georgia and Atlanta, and... Um, FedEx Cup Championship and and uh, Young was very um, nonchalantly impressive. Let's just say, like just out there and like look, look like somebody like me going to like a pitch and putt at the beach, you know. But he's playing in the FedEx Cup Championship. That that's the way I felt, and and not not playing bad either. So. Um, Super impressive. Anytime where distance is going to be a plus, I'm looking at him. Max Homa just looks driven, guys. Uh, I mean, since his confidence is there with, you know, with banking a couple wins last year, uh, it looks like he just ne he's never going away. So, I like that too. Let's move on now. Sun J.M., Jordan Spieth, Hideki, Young, We'll just take this all the way down to um, Henley at 77. Uh, so Henley, Connors, Horschel, Harmon, Hideki, Jordan. Give me two minutes, Joe. Who you like in this area? Man, you know who I like in this area, Jordan Spieth. I'm always <laughs> I'm always rolling the dice on Jordan Spieth. I, we're looking for birdie makers. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of crossover between this golf course and Augusta National, believe it or not. Um, out of the last 10 century of tournament of champions winners, half of those guys have won the masters. Um, Spieth has won this golf tournament before. Um, so we know he, know he handles kind of, kind of the undulations, um, the elevation changes, like we see at Augusta national, the slopey greens, uh, there's a lot of similarities. So, uh, Sungjae is going to be probably the most popular player overall on the slate. He'll be right up there with Rom and JT. Uh, it's a great price on Sungjae. He's played really well in two previous trips here. Uh, T8 and a T5. Um, play, closed out the year playing really well. Um, Hideki's not looked good last year, um, but you know we've seen him play well uh, in Hawaii. Won the Sony last year, so um, you know I think if you want to go a little bit against the grain here, probably circle Hideki's name. I like Jordan just for, just for the upside when he gets hot. Uh, I need a guy that can make a lot of birdies, but uh, you know if you're looking for a cash game play, looking for a single entry play, um, Sungjae's probably the safest. Um, and a lot of people are going to go in that direction here. Yeah, I think I'll I'll back up your your safe play and go with Brian Harmon. I like yeah. him a lot. He's he's kind of been one of these guys that's under the radar. Sneaky His good. game doesn't make sense. What'd you say? Sneaky good. Been yeah, sneaky good. He is. He's sneaky good. He's he's just this guy that just gets it done. I was you know preparing for a few fantasy drafts and stuff, and this guy just racks up top twenties. Man, he's just. 33% of his starts are top 20s. So he just does his thing. He's a great putter. And I feel like if you don't have distance here, you have to be a really good putter. And he is, which I can totally see him making up all the missed shots that he doesn't have off the length with the flat stick. And he does really good stuff on Bermuda. And I love him. He's, his game is in form and his irons are really good. And 
you know, this course is short enough that you don't have to hit it super close to the green. You can still hit a good approach shot in there, and he's been doing that. So I love him. And then I'll go with Russell Henley as well. He he plays easy golf courses really well. He doesn't have that length. I think he's going to be a little under-owned as well because of that. Hits his irons really, really close. So he's going to have those five-foot looks that he's going to make or miss. Who knows what he's going to get up to on the greens, but we know he's going to have a lot of birdie looks. And he plays these easy courses as well. So I like those two guys. They... Especially in this range, you got to get different. And I think they're going to be not super popular like Sanjay, you know. So I'm down on those two guys a lot. Um, I'm probably uh, Hideki if you had to here. Uh, Jordan, um, probably a B, a B choice for me. But, yeah. Um, Y'all just glazed right over Corey Connors. I mean, best ball strikers in the world. Okay. Um not. 77 to 7,000. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, lot of like here. Um, I'll go ahead and throw out. I mean, I mean, the guy is going to be the crowd favorite in this group. Um, Aaron Wise is going to be the sharp favorite here, uh, along with some power love. Um, I, I kind of like Mackenzie Hughes to make some noise right here. I don't know why. He just, he, he just makes birdies all the time. Every time you turn around, this guy's making a birdie. Mackenzie Hughes in the 7K range is 7,700. Myron, uh, anybody just real quick, give me 30 seconds on a guy right here. Now I'm going to double down with Mackenzie Hughes. I love him. He's done that speed training stuff. I think we've seen him at all courses. That doesn't really help that kind of thing. He's drivers all over the place. Gets to go to this place and absolutely unleash the driver. Also, one of the best putters in the field. Give me that. And he's hitting it further than he ever has. Sign me up. Guy's going to make a million birdies over the weekend. I think his putter's going to heat up once or twice the weekend. Let's go. I, I love Mackenzie Usher. Got him an outright, 100 to 1. Let's ride. But not Broncos. Mackenzie Usher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, give me 30 seconds on a guy right here. Uh, Seamus is probably my favorite. Uh, I like Tagala's upside. I mean, the dude's just electric out there. He can get hot, make a lot of birdies, get going. Um, but if we're talking about, you know, just trying to play the best play, I like Seamus, uh, had a win and two top fives in his last three, uh, starts of 2022. So he's coming in with great form, uh, played here last year. So he has some experience, had a T15. So, uh, I'm circling Seamus down here. I'll stay with you, Joe, 69 or yeah, 69 and below. Actually, it was like McKenzie was 69. So JT posting a below at 68. Uh, we can't go any further without talking about the Masters. My boy Scott Stong is leading the 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 the, 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 the Twitter or the Google search right now for uh, the PJ Tour bonus for the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, he got like uh, ten million hits on his on his post there. Uh, was that Monday morning, Tuesday morning? So, um, absolutely hilarious. I saw today where he's taken to the other Scott Stallings the the. the uh, obscure Columbus, Georgia, uh, real estate mogul, Scott Stallings to, uh, to, um, for a round at Augusta in April. So that'd be pretty neat. Um, who you like down here in the six K range? Give me uh, you got, th you got 20 seconds here, Joe, sell me on somebody. Uh, Tom Hoagie, man. Uh, I like Hoagie. I think he, uh, he's a really underrated player. Um, you know, he's down here in the six mid six K range. Um, probably a, probably one of the better values on the slate um can make birdies we we seen him do it before so uh without a doubt hoagie's my favorite play down here yeah i agree hoagie's i think he's mispriced i don't know what the heck he's yeah. doing down at the 6500 dollar range but i think that's going to make him super popular and and that's fine if you're getting if you're doing weird stuff up top take tom hoagie down yeah for sure i like trey mullinex i don't know why just I'm looking at his at his numbers here, and he's the only dude in this range that just absolutely mows it down the fairway. Like he's going to be hitting it so far, and yeah, he can get hot with the putter, right? So, going to grab a $6,200 guy in this field. I don't think he's going to be super owned. Why not take a chance on this kind of dude? You know, he's his game suits this golf course quite nicely. Who knows what kind of game he's going to bring, but it suits it. Yeah, him and Scott are best friends, I believe, on tour. I mean, very well, I'll say close friends. And um, Scott said he hits it like 50 yards by him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I played with um, – he played with JT, didn't he? 
I feel like he did. He played college yeah. golf with JT. I think so. I think I, I saw think, him yeah. throwing water bottles at JT's windshield in the parking lot. So right. So yeah. Um, he's tall too. He's like there's the the guys on tour like come up to his armpit like when they're standing next to him on the table. He's he's tall guy. Bombs it. He almost won in San Antonio a few years ago. Uh, I mean, heck, he was he was corn fairy till the uh, uh, Kentucky tournament. The I don't know where it is, Lexington or Louisville. Yeah, the Barbizal. He won up there. Won up there this year. We saw him play. Played well down the stretch at the yeah. end of the summer. Thirty one. Uh, after that, yeah. After that win, uh, got really got some confidence going. Um, played well in the Open. Had a top twenty five there. Had a top five in Memphis. Uh, closed out the top five in Houston. So there's. Uh, I'm with Byron. There's a lot to like about Mullinax down there. All right, so guys, let's move on to the heart in the dark uh play um so guys who are you we'll start with you byron give me your uh dark horse for the week mckenzie hughes i don't know what about him let's go i love i love his game yeah it's doesn't make any sense but let's do it mckenzie hughes 100 to 1 uh, still to right now, as we speak, 100 to 1, Mackenzie Hughes, 39 people in the field. Joe, who's your dark horse this week? Um, I like Seamus. Um, he's learning how to win, gaining confidence, uh, has some experience on this golf course. Uh, so I'll, I'll say Seamus. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of Trey, Trey Mullinex, 120 to 1. You probably find him, probably find him better than that in places if you shop around. Might, might be able to give him 150, 180. Who knows? Um, haven't haven't looked at the first round leader versus the overall. See if there's any big jumps. But one thing sticks out: Tom Hoke, 65 to one. Stallings, 100 to one. Stallings is three, four. Yeah, Stallings is more more expensive than him uh, on the DFS. What you're talking about? They've already the markets have already brought Hoke's number down. Uh, I mean, but you can get these. You can get these. Some of these guys in the twenties, guys that are in the twenties with full fields. Let's think about that for a little bit. You know, I mean, Jordan Speed, twenty-seven to one. He's twenty-seven to one in major championships. He's sixteen to one every time he tees it up at Augusta. Come on, you know, twenty-seven to one. So, uh, but I'm with you. <clears throat> I'm gonna go Trey Miller next, just on the dark horse side of it. Um, long shot. But honestly, guys, I really think. Uh, we think Xander wins this week, so I'm going Xander as my as my uh, heart play of the week. Joe, who's your heart play of the week? I'm gonna stick right up there, man. I'm gonna go Morikawa. Uh, thank you, thank you. Just needs to catch a catch a hot putter, and he can really make some things happen. We hadn't seen it in a while, so uh, you know maybe maybe the putter changes a little bit for him in 2023. So I'll go uh, Colin Morikawa. Byron. Yeah, I was just looking at Colin's stats, and he's gained putting three times since April, which is just insane. Like, what are we doing here, you know? But anyway, um, we'll see what he can get up to. I, Alexander too, AP. I, I think his game is so well-rounded, and he plays well here too. And he's slightly got better odds than the other guys. I think he's like at 11 and everybody else is at 10, which is – if you're going to bet one guy, you know, the difference between 10 and 11 is a lot kind of thing. I don't know why, but it's when you get so low odds, it, it matters. And Sanders one of those dudes and I, I love his game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So uh, here in closing guys, I just want to say a couple of things real quick before we get into our last little bit that we're going to talk about. Um, once again, Joe talked about some things we got going on at Rotoballer. Uh, if you want to check out the premium stuff over there like you said step one is uh, all these tons of articles and ideas and and the theories they're putting out every week the plays they're putting out every week the ownership the core for there's all kinds of stuff guys uh no matter how big your bankroll is you can go over there rotoballer.com promo code turn get uh 10 off uh, on your premium package they, and plus guys we got all kinds of not just golf everything's over there um secondly i i didn't even talk to you all about this until we went live we're live on Twitch tonight. Um, anybody over there on Twitch uh, talking at or watching us? Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, we're going to come at you every week right here live uh, on Monday or Tuesday night whenever we can fit it into our busy lives. 
um, and see you all also live on the Twitter. We're going to be posting this to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Rumble. So if you're out there, you're listening to it, uh, like, subscribe, uh, give a comment. We will respond to it, I promise. Hit us up on Twitter, um, any of the three of us. We will comment back. We will we will talk to you. So, in closing, I, I sent this question over to you guys earlier this um, this tonight, and this is something I really wanted to talk about, uh, and this is pretty much the main thing. We could have just had a show about this, I think. Um, I was looking over the schedule, a lot of inflated purses, a lot of different types of uh, – I wouldn't say different types of events, but – the purses are going to change the way the fields look on purpose. So, guys, I'm going to start with you, Byron. Uh, uh, two, two things, one question. Number one, what do you see happening this year? What's a prediction you're going to put out there? Not what you want to happen, but what is your prediction you think is going to happen this year That's that really people are not kind of not really talking about yet? They will be talking about it um, uh, six months from now. Max Homer is going to win the Masters. That's not what I want that to happen, but I also think it's going to happen. I think he his career is it's moving in the right direction. I think he's doing all the right stuff and the way his game's going, it's just turning into a, a giant snowball of success. I just think he's going to have a world of success this year. It's going to be his year. He's got a kid. I don't know how good those are for your career, but I think his game's good enough to transcend all of that stuff around him. It's it's his time. It's He's done enough now. He's won enough tournaments. It's time to rack up a major. Joe, what kind of prediction are you throwing out there is going to happen this this year? Um, I think we're going to see. Um, I think we're going to see live players play really well in major championships. Um, that's not something I necessarily want to see, um, but I think that's something we are going to see. Uh, I think I think we'll see Cam Smith and probably Dustin Johnson as well right there in the in the mix at Augusta when the Masters rolls around. We know that they're going to be able to play. Um, so I think that's something that we're going to continue to see um, as as time progresses. We'll see those guys playing well in majors. Um, so as unfortunate as the whole lift thing is, uh, for for now it's a reality, and, and I think we're going to see those guys kind of remind us what type of players they are, even though they might be a little bit out of our our weekly sight line, um, unfortunately. Uh, but I think we'll see those guys play well uh, in major championships, Cameron Smith especially. Um, and don't forget about DJ. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I'm, it's your prediction, Joe, but I'm going to have to disagree with you to some extent. I see this as some sort of uh, complacency builds complacency. And, and if these guys are not competing at a high level a lot, and I'm not talking about all the guys, I mean, but a majority of the guys we see kind of build momentum up and, I'm afraid that we're not going to see that from them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of taking a stab at what you said your bold prediction is going to be, but <clears throat> mine's along those I'll, lines. I'll, I'll say this, AP. Do you do you really think it matters to Dustin Johnson if he plays no, in the but, Century Tournament of Champions when he, when he shows up to Augusta National? Do you really no, think that matters to DJ? No, it does not matter to DJ, but he usually plays competitively a few weeks in a row before that and builds momentum is my point. I think I think you're probably I think you're probably right to I think it's probably an individualized thing. Uh, DJ just yeah. popped in my head. Uh, I think it's going to probably affect him a lot less than maybe some other players. But you're probably right. It's probably an individualized thing. Well, but we're only talking a handful of guys anyway. They're going to be yeah. competitive on a national level, right? Yeah, and and that are in there, you know, that are going to be in there for the next few mm-hmm. years. Um, I mean, um, there's a lot of these guys if they're not if they're not otherwise already in. Uh, they're just going to continue to tumble in the world rankings uh, unless well, something's done about that. I feel like that I'm going to I'm a little bit ahead of this, and the, and and actually my second question I'm going to kind of tie these in, and I'll go ahead and start the second question now. So the second part of my question is what do we want to happen this year? And I think I'm going to be about six months early, but I say. What I think is going to happen is that the first person is going to file 
for membership back and for permission to play on the PJ tour again. And what I think is going to happen. And when I say that, I think in 24 months, the live tour does not exist. And that, that thought is that in 20, I think this year it's going to, it's going to go on, but we've already seen some kind of turmoil in the front office uh, with, with people quitting. Um, I've said before that, Greg Norman's never ran a company um, profitably. He sold plenty of companies that made money, but he, he's never been at the helm of one that was profitable. And I think they'll just get bored with it. So I feel like I'm going to be about six months early on this prediction, but somebody's going to file to play on the PJ tour again with the tour office. And they're not going to serve the two year suspension. That's my prediction. So That's maybe wild. it's 18 months, maybe it's 12 months, maybe it's like July and somebody file or, you know, whatever they submit, whatever paperwork they want to submit. And, you know, instead of it being um, um, uh, two years from then, it's, it's, it's 12 months. That's, that's what I think that the, I think that if the tour, if the, if live tour goes away, the penalty is not going to be as harsh as that they're talking about on the front lines. That's what I want to have. Okay. That's what I want to happen. I want the live tour to go away. Or I would say want. That's my prediction. That's like the 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 dream prediction, I guess. But what I think will happen is in the six, next six months, somebody will vocally or legally or whatever it is they need to do will file the paperwork to play again. You got anything for that? <laughs> I, I, I think it's really I think it's really interesting if the PGA tour will hold the line that they said they would, because I mean if if you start getting guys wanting to come back that would be a chance for them to basically put an end to the live tour, right? If, if, if they kind of know that, let these guys know that, Hey, the door's open to come back. Um, and they can put live out of business. Will they, will they stick with their previous party line or will they kind of, we know the PGA tour has been known to massage things a little bit. We've got a, you know, look at some of the guys we got in the field this week at the tournament of champions. So, you know, nothing set in stone. Uh, and, and it would be, that that would be very interesting at AP. That's a, that's a cool prediction. All right. So what do you want to happen this year, Joe? Oh, Tony Finau to win the masters. That's what I'd like to see happen. Tiger to be in the tiger to make the cut of the masters. Shoot 80 on the weekend. Man. You know, man, I'm, I'm content with my, I'm content with my tiger stuff. I really am. I think, I think 19, uh, he, he gave us, uh, all he had probably. And, uh, I, I don't know that we can ask any more of him, man. Um, that, that moment was something I'll never forget. I had a chance to watch it with, with some friends. And, um, so I'm kind of good. I'm kind of at peace with, with the tiger thing. Obviously I'd love to see him out there if he's healthy. I don't want to see him out there if he's, kind of laboring around like he was at, at Southern Hills and at the open. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like anybody, I'd love, love to see him get out there and play well if he's healthy, but I'm, I'm kind of at peace with the tiger stuff. That 71 on Thursday last year in that wind was, I mean, that bring you to tears. anyway. <laughs> just watching it. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's the fanboy in you, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, mentally, obviously, you could still do it. And as far as shot making, I think you can still do it. I just don't know. I just don't know if the dude can walk 72 holes. Um, and that's a, you know, that's that's just kind of where we are with him. And that's a problem, unfortunately. I just don't know that he can actually walk and, and his body hold up. What are you thinking, Byron? What do you, what do you want to – what do you want – what do you – what do you – if you could – Use the remote control on your crystal ball. Where where would you? What do you? What's your prediction? I don't. My I'm not going to go with like a prediction, but more of like a want. Whereas like we're just transitioning from Tiger here. I want someone like Scotty or John or Rory, but it needs to just be one of them to just take this year or the next three or four years and just take it by the scruff of their neck and just become the the villain that everybody loves, you know, like we want, like when they lose to somebody, 
we need like a tiger-esque type run. I know it's like very difficult to ask for, but if I'm wishing away, uh, give me a Rory or a Scotty or someone that's very likable that can go out there and just steal tournaments from everybody. Have have them in there and just when they're in the field and on a Sunday and they're in the mix, that's the last thing you want to think of. And I'm hoping it can happen. You know, we need we need a powerhouse guy. It's been too long since we've had you know we've had a few guys do a few runs here like scotty did that and and all that jazz and rory finished off strong and played well in the masters and and the majors but never won one we need a guy that's just going to be a savage win as many tournaments as he wants and just turn the golf world into his own oyster and just you know give us that person to talk about i don't know that's kind of what i want Yeah, that's it'll be tough. Um, I like the the way you phrase it. Become the villain that everybody loves. That's what Tiger was, right? The villain that everybody loved. Was, he like if you I think if you dissected his career like three different times, he was still like like the second, third, and fifth best golfer of all time, or something, something stupid. Um, just the I mean, the villain that everybody loves. That's that's a good one. I like that, Brian. That's going to be on a t shirt one day. Um, but um I, I think it's hard man i mean are people that we see right now at the top are they willing to do what tiger did and i don't mean this in 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 the the women thing but like do that to his family or is they willing to do what tiger michael jordan and others have done to 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 reach that pinnacle in the sport who knows i mean that's we're not talking about a once in a generation we're talking about once in a century golfer so i mean we've seen flashes we've seen jordan spieth we've seen jason day uh, we saw scotty scheffler we saw cam smith um uh, but um it's it's really hard to think of that what you're uh, and that, like you said that's a, that's a want that's not a prediction that's that's like a it's like a wish right um and and because at the end of the day tiger jordan smith rory mcelroy they move the needle uh, on on us watching the tournament, I know I know there's other great golfers, but that's the ones that people are somewhat involved in. If Jordan dominated at such a young age that now all of a sudden that he's, you know, like me, me and Joe might not talk all week, and then Jordan's in the next last group, and he's like, "You watching this?" I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. I don't know what it is about him that makes brings the eyeballs to it, but it does. I mean, yeah, um, <clears throat> charisma. The camera charisma, I guess. I don't know. Um, and all the audio feeds. I mean, goddamn, that guy yeah. on a microphone is just something. Yeah. We've been at it for 55 minutes, guys. Uh, we were only supposed to go 30. Uh, my VO is horrible, but we got great graphics. Uh, Byron, always a pleasure. Rotoballer's going to kill it in 2023. Uh, the turn's going to kill it in 2023 from the looks of these this new stuff. So, Tons of great stuff, tons of great content. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, whatever it's called, and Amazon Prime, and wherever we're at, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Comment, reach out, we'll talk to you. Guys, I really appreciate it. Uh, Rotoballer.com, best place in the world for your daily fantasy needs. Use the promo code TURN. This is The Turn Golf Podcast, signing off. It's gonna drive me, it's gonna drive